This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Caps and Devils tonight in New Jersey. Capitals looking to rebound from a lackluster showing on Long Island. A significant anniversary in Capitals history and three's a crowd atop the Mass Mutual East Division. Today is Friday, April 2nd, John Walton's birthday. So we welcome you to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. And apparently John's birthday was reason enough not to show up for work this morning. So it is Ben Raby flying solo today. We wish John a happy birthday. In all seriousness, was working late night last night. John had the national call for Vegas, Minnesota on the TV side for NBC Sports Network. So Zach Fish was on the radio call last night on the Capitals side. John will be back tonight as the Capitals continue their road trip in New Jersey. But first off, a lot to unpack from last night's setback against the Islanders. Islanders right now trying to take advantage and get a late one. Richter goes back in wide of the goal. Bounces in front out of midair. A hat trick for Barzell. Baseball style on opening day out of midair. He's got three, eight, four Islanders. What a game. Matthew Barzell, he was terrific last night for the Islanders. A hat trick and two assists. He had a game high, eight shots on goal. Capitals had their hands full all night long with the Islanders' number one line. But I look back at last night's game for the Capitals. Big picture, my takeaway is this. Capitals and Islanders are scheduled to meet five times in the month of April. So last night was the first of those five meetings. And these five meetings in April will probably have a lot to say about who ultimately wins the Mass Mutual East Division. So from a Capitals perspective... After a deflating loss on Tuesday night against the Rangers, here was a golden opportunity to right the ship. A big game with a lot at stake, first place at stake in the division last night. And you have to figure from a Capitals side of things, this was a game, this gets the antenna up. This is one that catches your attention on the schedule. And last night, despite even jumping out to an early 1-0 lead against the Islanders, Capitals invited New York back into the game, and they ultimately saw the game slip away thanks again to several unforced errors, the turnovers, the defensive breakdowns, the self-inflicted wounds. A lot of the areas that we highlighted from Tuesday night in the loss against the Rangers, a lot of those concerns carried over for the Capitals into last night's game against the Islanders. And the Islanders pounced on it. They took advantage Capitals, again, with some poor puck management, and you combine that sloppy defensive structure with, again, some shaky goaltending, and it's ultimately a recipe for a long night, and that's how it played out for head coach Peter Laviolette. Well, I think anytime you lose hockey games, it's a concern. You try to get better. There were things that we talked about. I do think, you know, we did things that shot ourselves in the foot tonight with regard to puck movement or coverage or... There's just certain situational things I don't think we did a very good job on. So, you know, is it a concern? Everything's a concern, I guess. We just lost the game and gave up eight goals. So you look to fix that and be better the next night. All right, and now the quick turnaround in New Jersey tonight. Now, the good news for the Capitals, they're 6-0 and against the Devils this season. And New Jersey, a modest 4-11-2 at home this year. 
But the Capitals have to be better. They have to clean up their play defensively. They've now allowed 17 goals in their last seven periods. And it also raises the question, as the Capitals have now lost two straight, for the first time in a month and a half, by the way, but they've lost two straight for the first time since mid-February. They're giving up goals in bunches. So it raises the question whether any more lineup changes could be on the way. Keep in mind, the Capitals have dressed the same six defensemen now for 24 straight games. And we've spoken about what a luxury that has been. The consistency in the lineup, the rinse-repeat nature of it. Not only have you had the same six defensemen, but for the most part, you've pretty much had the same pairings on the back end. And the players have benefited from that. There's chemistry, there's consistency, there's a lot to like from it, generally speaking. But given some of the recent struggles and given the back-to-back scenario that the Capitals have here and a very compressed schedule in general, maybe there is an opportunity here for either Jonas Siegenthaler or Trevor Van Riemsdyk to draw back in. Ken Sabrin weighed in on that topic as he joined us last night on Caps postgame, weighing in on what's gone wrong defensively of late for the Capitals and whether changes could potentially be on the way or if maybe that's still premature. Well, yeah, obviously, you, the, what's going wrong? They're giving up way too many goals, 12 goals in four periods. I mean, it's just not – that's you, <laughs> you can't do that in this league, and uh, especially with the experience they have. So uh, they got to just eliminate the turnovers. I mean, it's a pretty simple uh, recipe. You eliminate those ma- major turnovers, and things will go your way. Come back as a five-man unit, and, yeah, you got to get some stops from your goalies. I mean, right now, they're not at the top of their game either. So I would think, you know, if, if it moves on to tomorrow night and the same type of – things going to happen i would think there's something that has to be addressed but right now um unless guys are banged up or a little too tired you know you want to give a guy a rest back to back uh, maybe that's an opportunity to get those two guys in or one guy in out of there uh, but uh, i would stick with these six guys because they've done it all year uh, you're not going to pull the plug on them just because of uh, you know four bad periods so uh, we'll see if anybody's banged up and this could be an excuse to sit them out and just get some rest All right, now worth noting, no morning skate today for the Capitals in New Jersey. So we'll only find out later this afternoon, closer to game time, what changes, if any at all, may be in store for the Capitals. Now, for what it's worth, Richard Ponick sat out last night as well, a second straight game as a healthy scratch. Daniel Sprung, meanwhile, he continues to deliver. He had a goal and an assist among the few bright spots for the Capitals in the loss against the New York Islanders. But perhaps the biggest storyline for the Capitals right now, and I feel like we're burying the lead a little bit here, but perhaps the biggest story for the Capitals right now is in goal. So Ilya Samsonov leaves last night's game early in the first period, had the collision with TJ Oshie behind the net. Samsonov went into the dressing room. He was evaluated, passed the necessary testing, eventually returned after missing about 16 and a half minutes of action. So the good news for Samsonov is that he returned. The bad news for Samsonov is that he returned. Not a whole lot of support in front of him last night. But at the same time, and we said the same thing after the Rangers game on Tuesday. Sometimes you need your goalies to bail you out with a big save at a big time. And the Capitals haven't been getting much of that lately. Sure, there have been defensive breakdowns. The Capitals have been guilty of turnovers. We've gone over this. They've allowed breakaways against... But now 10 days away from the trade deadline, this is starting to become a little bit of a concern when it comes to the Capitals as far as the goaltending they've been getting or the goaltending they haven't been getting of late. 
from Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. And the sample size right now, very small. The sample size I'm going to highlight here is very small. I acknowledge that. But Samsonov, the past couple of games, he's in a slump right now. His last two starts. He's allowed 10 goals on 44 shots, a 773 save percentage, and a 5.81 goals against average. And again, who knows what type of shape he was in last night when he returned from the dressing room late in the first period. The game at the time was 2-1 to one for the Islanders. And he returned to the game with just over three minutes remaining in the first period. And it's also worth questioning, and Peter Laviolette was asked post-game, about Samsonov returning to the game with just over three minutes remaining in the first period. At that point, he had been out for 16-plus minutes in the dressing room, 16-plus minutes of hockey time. Talking about 25 to 30 minutes in real time. That's a a long time to be out of the game for a goaltender. And he comes back late in the first period. The thought that some of us observing had was maybe just give him the rest of the first period. Let everything reset during the first intermission. He'll come back along with his rested teammates. Start fresh for the start of the second period. A little bit of a clean slate in that regard. Instead, thrown back right into the fire. Late first period, gave up a pair of goals late in the frame. It was 4-2 for the Islanders after one, en route to their eventual 8-4 win. Peter Laviolette's postgame response, he said, look, it was Samsonov's game tonight. It was his start. It was his game. As soon as he was cleared to return, we were putting him back in regardless of how much time was left on the clock. All right, so that was the philosophy last night. Who knows how much of a difference it ultimately made. But the Capitals go on to fall 8-4 the final on a rough night overall for Samsonov. Vitek Vanacek, meanwhile, over the past week plus, three appearances, nine goals allowed on 59 shots. That's an 847 save percentage with a 4.0 goals against average. So a lot of numbers there. It's not a big sample size we're highlighting, but the Capitals need more from their goaltending right now. They need more from both Samsonov and from Vitek Vanacek, and we'll see if they get that starting tonight against the New Jersey Devils. Again, Samsonov starting last night, had an eventful night, did Samsonov. Vitek Vanacek, have to figure he'll get the call tonight against the Devils. We'll get the official word from Peter Laviolette later today. All right, we're going to take a look around the Mass Mutual East Division in just a little bit, take a look at the standings as well. First off, though, digging into the archives here and want to highlight this, this date in Capitals history and a double milestone night at the Bell Center in Montreal back on April 12, 2015, six years ago today, if you prefer. Here he is, the birthday boys, making a cameo appearance on the podcast this morning, John Walton. Now, now it's time for this day in Capitals history. As the Capitals embarked on their final road trip of the 2014-15 season, the milestone watch was on for both the face of the franchise and the team's head coach. The next goal for Alex Ovechkin will have him surpass Peter Bondra. And Barry Trotz trying to pick up win number 600 of his NHL career. We're underway here at the Bell Center. Long considered the greatest goal scorer in franchise history, Alex Ovechkin made it official at the Bell Center in Montreal on April 2nd, 2015. If John Carlson ahead to Alex Ovechkin gets around Brandon Prescott, and he scores! Alex Ovechkin, the all-time Washington Capitals goal-scoring leader! He passes Peter Bondra! He stands alone! Nobody in a 
Washington Capitals sweater will ever be better than Alexander the Great. It's a accomplish, uh, uh, but uh, uh, sooner or later somebody will beat my record, and uh, you know it's uh, it's nice to be in uh, district. Career goal number 473 for Ovechkin moved him one clear of Peter Bondra for the franchise mark. It was also the first of his two goals on the night as the Capitals rallied to beat Montreal in a shootout. They will now turn to Troy Brower. Three for 14 lifetime. He moves in along the slot. He scores! Troy Brower wins it for Washington. And Barry Trotz wins his 600th National Hockey League game. The Capitals take down the Canadiens 5-4. Troy Brower with the shootout winner as Barry Trotz became the 13th coach in league history to reach 600 wins. Trotz, though, more than happy to share the stage in Montreal. Alexander Ovechkin. He, he, the bigger the stage, the bigger he is. So I've seen it all year. But on the big stage, he, he's not afraid of the big stage. And today, obviously, he likes playing in Montreal and uh, has had good success here. Congratulations, Alex Ovechkin, the Washington Capitals all-time goal-scoring leader at 473. The greatest goal scorer in franchise history makes it official on this date, April 2nd, 2015. For Caps Radio 24-7 and the Capitals Radio Network, I'm John Walton. All right, great memories right there. A double milestone night, April 2nd, 2015. This date in Capitals history. All right, bringing it back to the here and now. Capitals in New Jersey tonight to face the Devils. Caps and Devils, the only game tonight within the Mass Mutual East Division, but a whole lot of activity within the East Division last night as the Capitals suddenly have some company atop the East Division standings. Face off to the Smiths left, controlled by the Penguins, pinned up by Dumoulin, rolls to the far corner, the horn sounds, and that's it. The Penguins' win streak reaches five, and for the first time in 2,321 days, they have won a game in Boston, Massachusetts. You know what's the best thing about winning this game and the score? What was the score? 4-1. What's the date? 4-1. There you go. The old 2-9er never ceases to amaze. Josh gets off and Phil Bork, the old 2-9er, with the call last night on the Penguins radio network. Penguins snapping a 10-game losing streak in Boston, but they've now won five straight overall. They improved to a league best 19-6-1 since February 11th, and that date is noteworthy as it marks the day Brian Burke and Ron Hextall were hired to the Penguins' front office. They haven't made too many moves, but apparently their presence alone is worth something in western Pennsylvania. Penguins also a league-best 2.08 goals against average since February 11th, and with their win last night, combined with the Islanders' regulation win over the Capitals, There is now a three-way tie atop the East Division standings. We'll have more on that in just a moment. First off, want to pass on one other score from last night within the division. 
as the Rangers rallied to beat the Sabres 3-2 in overtime. Mika Zibanejad with the OT winner for New York. The Rangers have now won two straight as they continue to gain ground in the standings. Sabres, meanwhile, oh, unable to build off their win over Philadelphia on Wednesday. They come back to earth last night as they have now dropped 19 of their last 20 games. As for the standings on this Friday morning, a three-way tie atop the division. The Capitals, Islanders, and Penguins with 50 points each. The good news for the Capitals is they do have a game in hand on both New York and Pittsburgh, but still a three-way tie atop the division with 50 points each. The Bruins remain in fourth place with 41 points and some backside pressure for the Bruins as both the Flyers and Rangers have 38 points apiece. So Flyers and Rangers just three points behind Boston for that fourth and final playoff position in the East Division. We have the Capitals and Devils coming up tonight at 7 Eastern in D.C. The game airing on 106.7 The Fan and 1500 AM. Our extended pregame coverage beginning at 4 o'clock. I'll be back in the anchor chair for Camps Game Day on Camps Radio 24-7 and the Camps mobile app. John and Ken on the call tonight. In the meantime, we say happy Friday and happy birthday, John Walton. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.